highly organized shoplifting crews breaking into high-end retailers, grabbing merchandise, and fleeing. A cluster of getaway cars blocking traffic to aid their getaways. The spree is taking place in a matter of minutes. I saw people running down the street. I probably saw 50 to 80 people in like ski masks, crowbars, like a bunch of weapons. And that music can only mean one thing. The Delaware Valley Journal is on the air. The podcast of DelawareValleyJournal.com. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you're getting our twice-a-week newsletter. You can sign up at DelawareValleyJournal.com. A little box up on the upper right side of the screen. And of course, follow us on Twitter, DV underscore journal, and on Facebook as well. So one of the surprising and unpleasant stories of the 2021 holiday season, in addition to COVID crisis, surging numbers with Omicron, etc., has been the flurry of smash-and-grab robbery, shoplifting across the country. We've all seen the videos, and it's just horrifying. People coming in with shopping bags or on bicycles right in front of the security guards and the security cameras, loading up on goods and leaving. And it's become part of this holiday season, experts tell Delaware Valley Journal, because of problems with the supply chain People who normally wouldn't do as much shopping online are going online and looking for it. And the criminal cartels who've been involved in illegal uh, or illicit trade, as it's called in the biz, for decades, they've been selling cigarettes illegally around the country or they've smuggled booze or drugs across the border. They are more than happy to sell us stolen goods and use the Internet as the fence. The old days of selling your illicit goods off the back of a truck in some shady neighborhood are over. Now it's all on the web. Scott Bond, the executive director of the Pennsylvania Chiefs of Police Association, participated in a recent gathering put together by USAIT. It's an organization of private and public groups who are involved in fighting illicit uh, trade, including counterfeiting, stolen goods, fentanyl, etc. And he joins us on the Delaware Valley Journal podcast. Scott Bond, working with the Chiefs of Police, you have to deal with a lot of what people consider serious crime, violent crime. We've got the record murder rate in uh, Philadelphia. And yet here we are talking about the smash and grab robberies, the illicit uh, criminal trade. Why should people in the communities around Philly care about the issue of illicit trade and the underground economy? Yeah, well, I think the uh, the long-held view is that uh, illicit trade is a victimless crime, and we know that it is not, uh, because in many ways it goes back and helps support, you know, many of these entities and violent entities uh, that exist not only certainly in our country, but certainly outside of our country as well. So I think there is actually a correlation between what we're observing and what we observe, you know, not only in our, our urban areas, but certainly uh, in our suburban and rural areas uh, in the Commonwealth and certainly uh, the other 49 states in our country. You know, Scott, I saw your presentation for USAIT, this public-private partnership that's trying to fight against the illegal trade, the illicit drugs, the pipeline that's feeding the smash-and-grab robberies. And you said something I thought found was interesting. You said Philadelphia is unusually situated to be a hub for this illicit crime, whether it's uh, fentanyl produced in Asia and then sold in America, or whether it's the smash and grab, you know, handbag pipeline, et cetera. What is it about Philly that makes it so attractive to these criminals? 
Pennsylvania is the fifth most populated uh, state in the in the in the country. Uh, with that, uh, as you know, I discussed and certainly with uh, with our partners, uh, we have an extremely robust uh, intermodal transportation system that exists in this uh, in this state. Not only our airports. Uh, but certainly, and a major one in the Philadelphia International Airport, but our seaports, uh, our Philadelphia uh, 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 seaport, uh, I believe, uh, is the largest uh, uh, importer uh, in terms of cargo uh, on the entire Atlantic. Uh, then when we take into consideration uh, you know, our interstate highway system and certainly our rail system as well, uh, we are really smack dab in the middle or mid-Atlantic of the whole Northeast transportation corridor. Uh, you can get anywhere in Pennsylvania, or excuse me, you can get anywhere in our country uh, three hours uh, from Philadelphia. Uh, so I think it makes Pennsylvania and certainly our, our, our major urban centers is, is absolutely Yeah, sorry to interrupt, but I just think it's so fascinating that you've got, uh, you know, Philly, it's, you know, a three-hour flight to anywhere in the country. You've got a major uh, seaport. You've got rail hub. you got, you know, like I said, the airport. you got the, the, the turnpike. You've got all these ways to move things around and not to be, you know, unkind to the city of brotherly love, but a long-standing tradition of organized crime going back decades and decades. And so I guess my question for you is, is there a parallel between the old school organized crime of, you know, targeting a, a truck and then stopping it, robbing it, and selling the stuff you've gotten, you've gotten gains off the back of a truck in some neighborhood in, in Philly, and this new modern smash and grab organized crime where instead of having to use a fence or you know sell it at a flea market you're now using the world's ultimate fence the internet yeah and uh you know it was very educational and informative for me to listen to subject matter matter experts uh in in the private sector talking about uh issues involving e-commerce uh, and what exists in illicit trade, uh, and how that's being monetized on the certainly on the on the back end. Uh, so I think the real critical issue here, uh, or at least one that I was able to uh, uh, discern from all of these conversations that I've had, is the the importance of these private uh, public relationships uh, in addressing and tackling because these are not victimless crimes. Uh, you know, I think when I was talking, uh, you know, in our panel discussion, you know, you know Pennsylvania currently right now is uh, fourth in heroin usage, second in fentanyl usage. Um, you know, there's been 1,500 uh, reported, at least documented, cases of human trafficking. We're talking about prostitution and uh, the exploitation of, of children uh, since the year 2007. Those are the documented cases. There's, I'm sure quite a number uh, higher than that. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's important for us to educate certainly not only law enforcement, but our, our legislators uh, and public policymakers that this is an extremely uh, uh, important issue. Uh, and certainly from a uh, from a uh, city or municipal or state perspective, the, the, the millions and millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars in lost revenue uh, as a result of uh, illicit trade that exists not only in the state but across this country. It's staggering. You mentioned what you learned uh, at the uh, USAIT event. One of the things that stunned me was to hear these experts from around the globe talking about how 
this illicit trade underground market, whatever you want to call it, that we now see on our TV from the smash and grab end, could be 5% of the global economy. 5%. That's not millions of dollars. That's billions. That's maybe a trillion dollars uh, in this economy. And all of that money is money that could have gone through a legitimate retailer in Pennsylvania. All those products that were stolen or counterfeited could have been made by factories in Pennsylvania. So you're talking about thousands and thousands of jobs, real life impact from this as people are on the internet shopping for Christmas gifts and they see a cool, oh, there's that handbag and what a great price. You know, the real life uh, consequences. But if you went to an average police chief in Pennsylvania and said, we really need to knuckle down with this, are they going to agree with you that it's a major problem or are they going to say, look, I got a lot work on. I don't know that I can prioritize this, even if it is making you know headlines as people smash in their way at the Louis Vuitton in San Francisco. Uh, it's, it, it would be difficult for me to characterize what, uh, you know, individual, sure. uh, you know, law enforcement chiefs may uh, believe or think. Uh, but I can certainly tell you, uh, I've been doing this for uh, 35 years. Uh, and, you know, what I have learned over the course of the last day and a half is, uh, and I, I made that statement, has been a bit overwhelming. Uh, little did I know or did I think or actually think through uh, a lot of these issues and look at some of the complexities. So when you look at Pennsylvania and, you know, uh, Pennsylvania is comprised of 1,062 law enforcement uh, agencies. Uh, most of those are very small uh, in size. We're talking about that bandwidth or the ability uh, and having the resources and some of the complexity that are involved in these investigations uh, and the relationships that exist, not only at a local but a state and a federal level, uh, to adequately address uh, some of the issues that we're talking about. Final question, Scott Bond. If someone asked you, okay, how big is the problem really? Sure, you know, the video is, it's angering. It just makes people mad to see someone just walk in and steal something. Even if it wasn't that expensive, it's because there's, it's such a, blatant disregard for the law societal norms it just it bothers us and so we get emotional we see it we don't like it but if someone asked you how big is the problem really what would your answer be well i think when you add the the counterfeit or the illicit uh, uh merchandise as well right. uh it kind of gives you a scale of what we're talking about, and certainly the dollar amounts. And, you know, uh, I think you referenced that in one of your earlier questions, just the billions of billions, when on a global scale, trillions of, of dollars. Uh, you know, on a local level, if we're talking about Pennsylvania, or we're talking about Philadelphia, or perhaps uh, some of the uh, collar counties uh, around the city, uh, you know, that's more school teachers. That's money invested in education. That's money invested back into, you know, the enforcement of law and, and a whole variety of things. So, uh, you know, it's important for, I think, for us to kind of educate, not only just law enforcement, but the consumer as well, because they play a critical role in this. Because again, most people look at this as a victimless crime. Uh, you know, I'm getting product cheaper and somewhere else, uh, or being able to recognize what is actually fraudulent. And certainly working with our public policy uh, uh, makers as well, uh, and educating them. Uh, uh, like I said, if they had heard what I've heard, and certainly what I've recently educated myself with, I, I think they would uh, uh, take a real hard look at uh, the economic impact as well as uh, uh, the victimization that is actually occurring here. Scott Bond, the executive director of the Pennsylvania Police Chiefs Association. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Delaware Valley Journal podcast.
Thanks so much for listening to this edition of the Delaware Valley Journal on the air. If you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends, post it on social media. And if you haven't, sign up for our twice a week newsletter so you don't miss any of the terrific content from DelawareValleyJournal.com. Thanks again. I'm your host, Michael Graham.